Welcome back to the Trifecta Soft Podcast. I'm your host, E-Rock. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, so you never miss another podcast. Also, do me a favor. Go on to whatever podcast app you listen to us on and give us a rating and review. That really helps us rank in the searches. Thank you so much. Let's get into the podcast. And then today it's raining and 48 degrees. It's 23 yep. degrees difference. I'm like, I can't, my head is just like back and forth getting sinus headaches. Yeah. Right, oh right yeah. I had the head. same thing. Yeah. I think, uh, so a week and a half ago, uh, my wife was feeling kind of, you know, she works in a doctor's office. She was feeling kind of stuffy or whatever. She was over it the next day. She gave it to me. I was like, no, runny nose, sinus headache for a week and a half. Like I just got over it. I just got over it. And then we started, uh, Monday, we started, uh, doing a demo on this. Uh, we're doing a whole renovation on this apartment. And, uh, so we started ripping out walls, ripping out the carpet, the cabinets. I'm sanding the walls with a sander. I mean, just dust. I was covered in dust today and yesterday, and my nose is just uh, <laughs> from all that drywall dust. Well, I was down to visit my sister for her birthday, which was the like first part of November, the 4th. So I was down there for two and a half weeks. And I, I said, well, you know, her idea of like a present, we don't buy each other presents. I say, you know, whatever you want to get, let's go to the store. You get it, I'll pay for it. That's yeah. how it worked. It was great. Okay. But her request was that I shave off my beard. Oh, shit. I was, clean, I was clean shaven for two weeks in November. When I came home, it grew right back in. I did, I did sort of cut it off the side and left like a little like big thick goatee right here. Yeah, uh, I was clean shaven. Uh, I like look like a like a, a yellow apple. That's what I always said. <laughs> like bald uh, yellow delicious apple. So, oh but, my god, uh, that's funny. You look good. It was. It, I'll tell you what. I started um, a little story. I'll, I'll tell my normal physical doctor's appointment uh, for a shoulder injury. Like he always was checking on my rotator cuff here to make sure that it's coming along good. I heard that a couple of months ago, so I gotcha. just keep working it out. Anyway, he says to me, he says, "You know, Don. He says you're getting awful heavy." He says you gotta you gotta you gotta think about doing something with that weight. He says you gotta lose a couple of pounds, man. He said it'll help you out for your knee, your ankle, and general health. So I said okay, all right, that's fine. The thing with me though, I was going for breakfast, I would go for lunch, and I'd ha- and I'd make something for myself for supper here. So I was eating three times a day, twice going out to eat. Yeah. So you know how when you go out to eat, you never eat anything healthy. No matter where you go. Yeah, what's the point of that? Yeah, so I decided that from now on I'm going for a late breakfast, like 9, 30, 10 o'clock, and then I eat something really light for supper. And I bought a treadmill off a guy. But guy and his wife, they had like a $450 treadmill. The guy gave it to me for about 100 bucks. It's a big, heavy-duty, nice. monstrous thing. Because that's what, that's what the big thing my one buddy told me. He said, don't buy any hundred dollar treadmill he said because you're going to buy some little thing he said that you'll be like walking on it he said to break it but this is a beefy thing i i was very shocked i had two other guys help me well they they actually brought it in i didn't 
yeah. and brought it into the living room. And I've been doing a routine three times a day. As soon as I get up in the morning at 12 o'clock or when I get home from, you know, wherever, around 12 o'clock, 1230, and then at 5 o'clock. I can't go fast, though. So I started out at one mile an hour. That's the default setting. You hit start to pay <laughs> up, it's one mile an hour. I said, okay, I'll do time at a slow speed. So I said, I'm going to do five minutes. Doesn't sound like a lot, but on my knee, it really hurt for right. five minutes walking one mile an hour. It don't sound fast until you try to keep doing it. Oh, yeah. Five minutes. So I did that for a week, and I added a minute. I did that for for a week. I'm on seven minutes now, and then next week I add eight. When I get to ten, and I bump it up a half a mile an hour. Okay. And my plan is to go through to April and get back to my 15 minutes at three miles an hour, if I can do it. Now, I've actually noticed a difference right away. I, my leg isn't hurting as bad as it was, and I'm moving around pretty good, and it did it help on a few other things too. I don't notice any weight I'm losing, but I'm yeah. like, I'm feeling better a little bit. Maybe just getting everything tightened up again. I don't know if that helps any, but sure. Yeah, you're just. I mean, it's you know you're brand new with it, so it, you're not going to lose well, a whole lot of weight in the beginning. You know, it's going to take some time. Well, that's like my one friend. He says to me, "Oh yeah, I'm working out. I lost seven pounds already." And I said, "Well, you're 28 years old." Oh yeah. I said, "I'm double your age." I said, "When you get to be 63." You try to lose weight. You try to like not do stuff, you know. And I'm like, you know, I'm trying everything. I my sisters re- recommended that I go with the uh, CBD like uh, liquid stuff. You put it in water and drink it. I tried that. It made me mellow, but it didn't really help any pain. But my one friend said you got to try the CBD cream that you put on stuff. Now it didn't really help my knee, but it helped my ankle and it helps my shoulder. Wow. It's like, but I got just about as much relief out of like aspirin too. Same difference. You rub okay. it on hours, you're good. That's what basically this stuff is. It, it's an analgesic. It takes away the pain for a while and then it comes back after a while. But yeah. Yeah. I, I have a, people. I have a friend that does, um, swears by those, uh, CBD gummies. Mm-hmm. Cause he has, he was on pain meds, uh, for a long time. He wanted to get off of them. And, uh, cause he had, uh, some kind of injury on his, either his knee or his back. I couldn't remember what. So, uh, he's been taking the, you know, eating those for, I don't know, a year or something. He, and that's, he's off his pain meds. He, he loves them, but I've never well, tried them. But when I went to the store, I was telling him what, you know, injuries I have and stuff like that. And he said, you want to get it into your system. He said the oil that you put in water mixed with it. Is the fastest way to get it into your system. Now, I got a grape-flavored one, which doesn't really taste – it tastes a little bit grape, but it's real bitter. Mm. I, when I take that, I sleep like the dead. I took, <laughs> I took about a half a, a dropper on it, which is all he told me to do. I took about a half a dropper, put it in like a double-shot glass of water. He said, that's all you need. And I took that, and I'm like gone. I'm like, I sleep great. <laughs> the problem is I have such vivid dreams. Oh, when really? Up, yeah, when I wake up, they're not nasty, not bad, but they're very, like, intense. And when I, like, come awake, I'm like, 
wow, that was cool. Uh, <laughs> I, I wish we could do that. And I'm like, oh, that's I always, cool. I always seem to be doing something that I can't normally do in life. I'm in a dream. So, you know, like, oh, that is cool. Something there. But as far as pain relief, I don't really see like that helping me that much. Uh, it mellows me out a little bit. But other than that, I'm like, I don't really see the pain relief option there. Cause, gotcha. You know, Rubbing the cream on my knee helps it for about three, four hours, maybe, and then the pain comes back. Because, like, I put it on my heel, my knee, and my shoulder, and we went to Airsoft. I put it on right before we left. So we got there to an open play. This is uh, end October, and playing out in the cold, wet rain, it was raining. We didn't care. We kept playing. I played for four hours straight. Damn. Just coming in, reloading, going back out. I was dying later that night, but I'm like, <laughs> hey, it helped me out a lot. I, I really had a lot of fun. Went out twice, and all times we went out, it either rained in the morning, and then it got nicer to the point where it was only like 55 degrees. And then another one where we started out where it was nice, and it then started to rain. It rained so hard, we just gave up and called it good, you know, because we were like, we had swamp ass, man. Everybody was <laughs> Uh, you, you're trying to change clothes because it's like everything's wet on you. You can't stay dry no matter what you got on. It's going to be wet. I even had a, a, a poncho on, and the water's hitting my – the rain's hitting my face, and it was running down my arms, and it's getting into the poncho, onto my chest, down around here. I looked <laughs> like I was sweating for about two hours, you know. So it, it, it was a lot of fun, though. I had, I had a lot of fun running around with, with pistols. I was oh, okay. Pistols for the day. Nice. Uh, HPA tap ones. And during the one game where where I actually did take the sniper rifle out, I actually had the electric pistol out, was using that, the AEP. I was having oh, yeah. a blast with that one. Yeah. It's, you know, you got to get close to people and put a couple of rounds in them to make sure they feel it. But it was a lot of fun. So We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Skirmish the future of Airsoft gameplay management. Are you ready to take Airsoft to the next level? Skirmish's innovative gameplay solution keeps players and spectators engaged with real-time updates. Capture objectives, detonate targets, medic, and more at Skirmish-enabled fields. Skirmish tracks every action so you don't have to. Review past games, action by action, and follow your progress in national rankings. Phones are not required. If you want to find out more, head to skirmish.net. And check out episode 157 of this podcast where I talk with the owner of Skirmish about how it started and how it works. Stay connected, my friends. Yeah, that one, uh, I think, was that the uh, H&K? The eight, uh, well, this is a Sima CM30. The original, okay. like, looks like a Glock 18C. Okay. The, the TM version of it, it's identical when you look at them. So... When we got, uh, the only uh, AEP we got was, I think, this H&K. We did a review on it, and it was, like, the first time we'd ever seen an electric pistol. You know, it had this little side kind of, like, uh, battery that, you know, real thin that you slapped in the side. Or kind of, like, sideways a little bit from the top. And, uh, yeah, it didn't shoot very hard. Well, the thing that is, most of the AEPs shoot about 200 to 220, depending on the pistol. But the first thing you want to do is get rid of that 7.2 battery because they're crap. They're, they don't have a lot of you know, juice coming out of them. 
I convert all mine over to the micro lipos, put a 7.4 in them, and they shoot. Oh. They shoot consistently. You can put yeah. them. You got a decent about 14 rounds per second rate of fire, which is okay. But what I want out of it, I want a constant shot when I shoot. I don't want to wind it up like that 7.2 used to do when you would pull the trigger. It would sound like I was going. Rrrr, rrr. Yep. <laughs> now with the 7.4 lipo on there, it's a ooh ooh. It's real snappy. It's a little bit yeah. snappy. Yeah, that's so, cool. It's it's something that people look into. Like I I did a lot of work on mine. I put a new Type Four barrel in it, new different hop up or bucket or new different bucking. I mean, and then I put the eighteen volt or four point seven point four volt uh, lipo battery in there, and it made it like phenomenal. And that's I, cool. I'm surprised too because two hundred fps mine shoots right on two hundred fps. And people are feeling it, you know. Huh. I'm not. There's a couple of spots where I was about, I'd say, about 60 feet away, and I put two rounds in this guy, and he felt it. I was wow. shocked. I thought I was going to have to empty the gun into him, but I'm like, bang, bang, and he turned around and he's got his hands up. He said, "Oh, I'm it. I'm it." That's crazy. So, what uh, what BBs were you using? Two fives. Only two O's. I was going to try some oh, wow. two fives on it, but I thought. You know, it's it's suffering at 200 FPS, so might as well just use the two O's and. The thing with it is the TM and the the Sima CM30 both have that really good hop up, so the BBs go out there pretty straight. I, I I'm shocked that a 2 will fly like that. Yeah. But you know you're not getting somebody at 100 feet, but like 50, 60 feet. Yeah, you probably could put a couple of rounds into somebody. That's and they're cool. always at full auto if you really want to fire at somebody full auto to give them a spray <laughs> down. But you know it's it's up to you if you want to do it. Yeah. That. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know uh, one of the videos we did, there was, um, we were doing a timed pistol course, and it was Colton and Chris doing uh, against, kind of against each other, you know, one would run through the course, we just set up tables in our backyard, and uh, set up tar those little metal targets, yeah. and uh, I can't remember which uh, gun Chris was using, but, um, you know, they were doing the pistols, so they'd have, you know, I'd start the timer, they'd have to draw from the holster, and then start running, you know, shooting, then run to the next station, shoot the next target. And it was, uh, I had this timer going. So he, um, one of his guns had a three round burst setting. So when he would, you know, unhold, you know, he'd grab it and pull it out of his holster and uh, switch it on fire. He'd always click it all the way down to where it was, you know, full, or maybe it was full auto. I guess it was just, you know, semi and then full auto. And, uh, and Colton's like, no way, man, you can't do that. That's, that's cheating, you know, cause he was just, I mean, it would be a burst and he would hit the target like really quickly. But, uh, uh, Colton didn't have that. He had a pistol that just had the semi-auto, but yeah, man, those, uh, the, some of those, now these were, um, uh, these were green gas pistols okay. and, uh, I can't remember. It was like a Glock 18 type of pistol. I think Christian had, and, um, I I know HFC makes like three different versions of the M9 that have the full auto function on them. Yeah. And you have the Barry Burton ones, like the ones from Resident Evil. That oh, yeah. The, the Star one, mm -hmm. uh, Star Police one has a, a full auto too. And all the Glocks that they make are full auto, have the little switch they can put on for full auto. Yeah. It's, even the AAP-01 and the, that guy oh, yeah. have the, you know, the full auto switch on them too. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, that's that is. Oh, AAP. AAP. AAP01. That's how I was using for the one <laughs> open 
Yeah, it's the uh, it was Action Army's first uh, pistol, wasn't it? Yeah. That they did. They've come out yeah. with like a couple other different ones since then, but like their Action Army, it's they made a pistol that was relatively cheap. Like most of the time, it was a hundred dollars to like a hundred ten dollars. But more more often than not, you could find it with a coupon or whatever, and it'd be under a hundred dollars. Like I originally got mine for eighty five dollars when I bought it. Nice. So I said, you know, it was great. Then I put the stock on it. I put the the, the flash tracer unit on the front. I put a foregrip on it. It's like a little you know submachine gun when I'm using it. So I don't use it full auto, but I mean, the, the I'm using three O's in it, and I'm like the thing is like a laser, and People are saying, hey, why are you shooting full auto? I'm not shooting full auto. I'm just pulling the trigger pretty fast on that <laughs> thing with HPA. And, I mean, it's snappy. I've got the response there that I that you won't get with green gas. Everybody, yeah. everybody likes to run them when they use, C, you know, in a CQB environment. But I was actually using mine as a primary outdoors. It was, it wow. was all fun, you know. So. That's how, uh, when we first reviewed the, um, what is it, the uh, Mark 23, the... Uh, or it's based on the Mark 23, you know, that Novrich, uh pistol that was like you could use as a sniper. The thing would shoot so far, and it was super quiet. Uh, you know, the one where he put it into a shell now. Put the longer oh, really? and everything, and they sell it like as a gas sniper rifle. It's basically a pistol. Yeah. Pistol bags as a sniper rifle. So. Yep. That works. Hey, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, man. These guys, they were, uh, they didn't like that it was non-blowback. I love that it was non-blowback. It'll be quiet, though. It'll yeah, quiet. super quiet, super quiet. And it has that, you know, it comes with that uh, suppressor on it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the mock suppressor that was really long. But uh, I love that that thing. But that thing, you could run, you know, people were running it as a primary outside. Like Mill yeah. Sims and everything, you know. I'll tell you what, like, he gets a lot of, like, hate for his stuff. But, like, he puts out products that people want. He, he makes stuff that people want. I had an yeah. SMG24. I sold it, of course, but I'm like, you know, <laughs> it was a good rifle. It shot great. It's just extremely heavy, which a lot of people like. I don't like something ex- that heavy to carry yeah. around. All my sniper rifles are like under six pounds. You know, like my my M50 is only five pounds. That that new SR. Uh, to the uh, striker I got, that's five and a half pounds. I'm like, the thing is extremely light. I said, why would I want to carry something that weighs like 10 pounds? They said, yeah, yeah that's like real steel. I don't, I, it's not real steel. This is going to be me gun. So. Yep, exactly. <clears throat> and most guys, most guys that play, uh, that play airsoft, they're not, I understand they, they think they want that heavy gun until they get out to a mill sim and they're carrying it for eight hours. Like, bro, yep. <laughs> you don't know. You know, give me something light, you know, that's sturdy, but light all day, you know. Now, you well, just got uh, a few. Now, that the one you were just talking about, what did you get? Uh, you got a few new guns, right? I, I bought two uh, on a Lark. The reason I bought the one is because I wanted a light, another light sniper rifle in case mine breaks again. Like, I, I have a couple of gas ones, which I'm actually selling, so I don't have to worry about keeping them i one spring one like i said is five pounds this striker is five and a half pounds here uh it's i want to show you something Ooh. i don't know if... yeah it came up now of course 
the my my airsoft sniper rifle is on the bottom, the striker's in the middle. That's a real shotgun. Yeah. And that's the uh, uh, MG08 that's on the top. I figured, what the hell, might as well put that on there. Right. Here's a close-up. Here's a close-up on that. I put a hollow sight on it, which for like oh, cool. 100 feet, 125 feet, that's perfect. You don't have I like to do that. anything else. And I'm like, you know, you really don't have to mess around anymore with that. I said it does it does exactly what I want it to do. Yeah. I'm going to get out. Yeah, that looks awesome. And I said it's five and a half pounds, or, you know, and I think most of the weight comes from the, the rail, the riser rail, and the optic I put on there because normally the gun was not that heavy, you know. So yeah, let's see, I I don't oh I think I I think I have yeah I do have a all right here I'll, I'll share this one too so you can take a look at it. All right, here. this is that. SIA Blue AEP. You see that? Oh, yeah. That looks nice. That is an AEP. It takes the same mags as the CM30. It is extremely light. Um, it's solid. You know, don't have no problem. And out of the box, this has a, a, a longer LiPo battery with jeans on it. So I said, "Oh wow, that is like awesome you know so it you know you put the little light bulb it's a longer battery than the normal micro batteries and it's got jeans on it and a mosfet so the wow. thing is snap trigger it's not shooting any hotter it's still only shooting about 200 fps yeah. it's crisp yeah popping out there and i'm like i put some two fives in it and it shot them decent but i i figure i'm probably gonna still run two o's in that as well but yeah they were one is my birthday present to myself, and the other one is my Christmas present to myself. Nice. So, it's funny. I got the pistol, which was my birthday present, right after Christmas, and the the rifle was my birthday present, and I got that two days before my birthday, or one way. They were they're out of sync. Whatever I ordered, I did, and I ordered both of these like on the third and the fourth. I figured, oh, I'd get them in plenty of time. Yeah, it took forever UPS to get the ship through here too. Oh yeah, but I've been I've been selling a lot of stuff. I just uh, I was going to ask you about five, that. Got rid of five guns, sent them out on Tuesday. The guy just got them today, and he said he's going to film an unboxing tonight when he gets home from work. Is that uh, is that Caleb? Did he get all Caleb, of those? Caleb Tucker, yeah. Yeah, Caleb Tucker, yeah. Well, uh, what's his name? Tanner. Want him to get a list of my guns, but the last time I sent an AEG, a full size AEG that weighed not that much, but it was a longer, bigger box. Yep. In California, it was like 60 bucks. Yep. And I'm like, I can't in good conscience sell something like that to him because the shipping would cost almost, almost as much as the friggin' gun would cost. Yep. Oh, I know. When we do our uh, giveaways, you know, uh, people, wherever, you know, I send them, the shipping's not cheap, you know, these and, long guns. And, and I, like, what I do is I do UPS. There's no, Fed, well, they just opened up a new FedEx office, so I might think about going to FedEx, see if it's any cheaper. <clears throat> when I go to the UPS store, they say, what's in the box? I say, plastic and metal hobby parts, which is what it is. Yeah. 
but like the last time I sent something through uh, a regular post office, it was a pistol, and and I, I went with like the flat rate box, and they said it wouldn't go because because of, of the size or something like that. They're giving me all kind of grief. I said that nah, never mind. I went over and I took it over to uh, the UPS store. I spent twelve dollars shipping it. Yeah, it's more money, but they didn't give me no grief over shipping stuff. <laughs> If you say airsoft gun to the the UPS uh, the part the regular mail guys they won't ship it. What? Nope, they will not let you ship it. I uh, so I do all mine online. So I go to either ups.com or USPS. I'll use yeah. the mail or I'll use UPS, and I just box up my own stuff. I weigh it, I measure it, and I put all those dimensions in. And I'll put in now. The only time I have to disclose what's in the box is if I'm shipping it overseas. Like when I sent something to, uh, I've sent a, you know, a few things to Canada, to Ireland, to, um, uh, oh, I can't remember where else. But anyway, a handful of other countries. And uh, that's, you know, the, <clears throat> the customs paperwork is what I had to disclose, airsoft gun or whatever. But yeah, I always, I mean, I always put it on there, airsoft gun, but I always check to make sure those countries' laws allow that. Yeah. So, like Ireland, <clears throat> um, the, uh, let's see, I think it was there. Yeah, because I sent two things there, actually. Um, two separate people, two separate times. And it was, uh, they have to have a license, kind of like a gun license. Yep. And they have to go to customs and pick it up or some kind of crap you know, their local office, wherever, I guess it's like a, you know, some mail office or whatever, but, um, they have to show some kind of license for airsoft. Well, in Canada, they were given, um, I think they were given some kind of grief about the FPS too. Yep. If it was over a certain FPS, they had it classified as something else. And, and... you know what, what's weird about Canada is when I shipped there, now this is like last year, I don't know about you know, current, if anything's changed since they were talking about, you know, banning airsoft altogether, I don't know. But when I first shipped something there, the, it had a minimum uh, FPS. It had to shoot over 300 or some kind of crap for an airsoft gun. I was like, what? Like, why would you? I think it's like, it's got to be like, most of like 1.6 joules or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's like 4, 408 or 410, something like that. It's got a yeah, right. I'm like, okay, so you send a pistol, it's not going to shoot over that. But I guess maybe pistols have a different cat category. Yeah. But I like, couldn't figure it out. I was like, I mean, are they going to pull it out of the box and test this thing? Hell no. You know? So I'm I like, know yep, check that box. Yeah, it shoots that, whatever. <laughs> you know? Well, I ordered a part from the United Kingdom, and I ordered it on, on the, the 10th of this month. And as of the 23rd, it says the shipment is lost. Yep. Yes. Okay. So I, I, I contacted the guy who sent it. He said, okay, we're going to put in a claim for it. He said, I'll ship you out a new one. Well, I probably aren't going to get that for another two, three weeks till it gets through all the other custom shit and shit like that coming out yep. of the United Kingdom with any airsoft stuff. And that's like, you know, all the airsoft stuff I ever ordered from UK or overseas or Germany and shit like that, 
always I had problems with it. When I ordered yep. it from here, I was fine. Even when I got stuff from Canada, I got it relatively fast. I was yeah. really hot. So, because there was a couple of parts and pr- 3D printed things that I got ordered off a guy that was in Montreal, and he shipped it down to me, and I was like shocked that I got it right away as fast as I did. So yeah. Yeah, the oh. only one we've had we've had a couple issues like that. We had um, one that took forever. That was to uh, the guys. Um, they have their own channel, uh, Woodland Warriors. They're out in the Netherlands, and they were uh, they won one of our rifles, and it was one of the heavy ones. I can't remember uh, what which gun it was, but it was a uh, full steel. You know, whatever it was. It, you know, it cost a lot to ship it, but they had. I mean, it took forever. And then when you would go on the tracking thing, once it hit customs here in Florida, wherever that, you know, Miami or some crap, or no, it was New Jersey or something. It was, you couldn't see any, any updates on it. And it was like a 10 days, 15 days. We couldn't see any updates. I was like, well, dude, I don't know. Maybe they just kept it, (laughs) you know, it didn't tell you. I don't know. Because customs is weird, man. Customs, there's some fuckery going on at all the customs places. Like, they just, they have full control whether or not you get your stuff. Like, if they don't like something about it, oh, well, fuck you. Like, <laughs> I don't. And, and the shipment from, like, the United States to the United Kingdom is overnight. It's the sitting in customs in, in the United Kingdom yep. for X amount of days while they process whatever or let it sit or whatever. Well, that's the same shit with coming over from China and stuff. They let it sit on the dock for a week. What? Yeah. Like, or more, you know, and I'm like, what are you afraid you're going to get COVID from that stuff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, for real. You're going to get the Transformer one, okay? The Omicron. <laughs> yeah, oh, Lord, Jesus. Oh, when I was down my sister's, now, where is she? Is she living in the same state? Oh, no, she lives in Nashville. Uh, off, oh. uh, she lives between Nashville and Knoxville in a uh, yep. city called Crossville, Tennessee. Okay. That's where Gary... Remember the movie uh, with Gary Cooper, Sergeant York? Yeah. He was from Crossville, Tennessee. They got oh, okay. Tennessee. Holy cow, uh, yeah. You know, at Alvin York, they've got a plaque. The I was going to say, that's their claim to fame, huh? Yeah, the original train station is still there. They don't oh, that's crazy. Section of tracks, one train car, but nothing else. You, you know, the train don't go nowhere. They have the original now, you station. you know that nobody that's going to watch this from our channel is going to know what what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> there, I mean, that's an older, you know, that's an older uh, one. It's, it's funny that, like, you know, when I was down there, they were talking about like all the different cases and stuff like that that was going on up here and how bad it was and I'm like you're gonna get it you're gonna get it what the hell's the difference I could have had it came home I quarantined myself for 10 days for the hell but I didn't care I said I just won't go around anybody if I have it I'll get rid of it you know I felt okay after 10 days I went and had breakfast I was fine I'm like you know if anybody's like saying, "Hey, you're out of state and you came back," I'm like, 10 days quarantine." Just, just you know, make get the naysayers that race hell with me about, "Oh, you're out <laughs> after you got you're out of state." And I'm like, "Hell yeah!" Yeah, for real. Yeah, it's so weird because you know we live uh, about 45 minutes from North Carolina line, you yeah. know, South Carolina uh, the border, 
of uh, North and South. So, like, if you drive over there, you know, we have friends that come down from there. They live right on the border of North Carolina. They'll come down. You know, it's an hour drive. Like, dude, you just the distance who what what does that even mean you know yeah. if you go travel to another state you got to quarantine that's so silly it's silly you know it's like bro no we don't <laughs> we don't do that here we just had a, a big party a few weeks ago we had about 50 people here all different families for um for one of my son's wife's cousins and uh, they wanted to have the party here because we have a big backyard and, you know, whatever. So um, it was uh, all these different people we never met. Like nobody's wearing masks down here. Nobody's uh, very few. Like we're everyone's fine. We're all shaking hands, hanging out. No, no one's freaking out. You know, <laughs> it's just like if you turn and I tell my my in-laws, they live like, you know, six miles from us. Uh, we were just over there last night actually watching uh, a football game. One of the bowl games, Clemson and uh, Iowa State. And, uh, you know, we walked in the house and my mother-in-law, she always has the news on. And I'm like, you know, if you shut that off, you actually get smarter. <laughs> like, I really oh. do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, my one friend is obsessed with the numbers in our county. Oh, okay. Yeah, our, our, the numbers have... At, dramatically increased and we're triple digits on all the counties surrounding us and i'm like we're talking about if it gets bad you know they'll go back to a mass mandate and i'm like you know after a while you get sick you don't get sick what are you gonna do it's like that's like me i could walk out and go get the mail and step in front of a truck and get killed just as easily as get catching covid and dying so I'm yeah like, I, I i can't worry about something i can't control no. The only thing I can control in my life is how I deal with stuff. So, right. You know, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't, but don't say to me, you know, why aren't you wearing a mask? Did you get a shot? Did you ever, <laughs> no, I actually, guy, say to me, and this is this is a funny story. I have asthma, so for years I've been wearing a mask or a scarf or whatever when it gets cold. So when it's 25 degrees outside, I go before I go outside, I throw the mask on and go outside with the mask on. And then once the car warms up, I take the mask off and it's fine. But people see me riding down the street, I got the mask on. And my one friend said, hey, you don't have to wear the mask in the car. I said, I wear the mask because it's cold. I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> I wear the mask because it's cold. I don't want to breathe in the cold air and be coughing my guts out for 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. I was getting gas. I get out of, before I got out of the car because I know it's cold. It was like 25 degrees. Put on the mask. I go outside. I get the pump. And the guy's looking at me. He says, you don't have to wear a mask when you're outside. I said, I've been wearing a mask for 20-some years, I said, when it's cold. I said, I think I do with COVID. And he's like, he's looking at me. And he turned around and he looked. He's pumping his gas and ignoring me. And I'm like. Yeah, went back to his own business like he should have. <laughs> I didn't ask for your opinion. but you know, For real. Go. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it's, that's the problem. I think it's turned into uh, this. It's turned into this us against them, me against you, you against me. Like, you know, so now, like, you're wearing a mask for a different reason. You're wearing a face covering, whatever, you know, to help breathing when you're, you know, for the cold weather, whatever. And people automatically assume because we've been, we've been pounded 
with yeah. this mass thing for a year and a half, you know, we're kind of tired of it, you know? Yeah. That whole thing is just like, I don't even pay attention to whatever new things coming up. It's like you cried wolf so many times and we know like in real life, this isn't a, a real threat. Okay. This is not a, uh, <laughs> this is not a real threat. Like there's more of a threat and more people die of, uh, you know, opioid overdoses, uh, cancer, heart attacks, car accidents, and nobody's freaking out. They don't have a counter on the news channels saying how many deaths from, you know, heart failure and heart attack and can't like, dude, you know, relax with this stuff. They're just kind of jamming it down our throat. The flu 10 years ago took Mm -hmm. quite a few lives. All right. And it's like, yeah, you really should get a vaccination. You know, some people did, some people didn't. I used to get it, get, and I got the flu. Didn't get it, I got the flu. So my uh, <laughs> observation was, if I got got the vaccine or didn't get the vaccine, I always got the flu, so it didn't matter which way I went. Yep. I had to get it for work at the one place I was working at the hospital. So you yeah. have to get the flu, the, the vaccine uh, for the flu and all these other different things. This is before COVID. Right. So there was a lot of people didn't want to get it either, and they had to wear a mask during the day, which just annoyed the shit out of people. <laughs> hey, that was like ten years ago, and yeah, what? we're doing it again. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, hey, so slight switch of topics here. Yeah, go ahead. I pulled some really nice stuff to uh, Caleb. Um, he asked about these. He's got a. I actually have a page for him, and he keeps asking me about stuff, and I take pictures of it, and I work up a price and throw it out there. And he's got a list of stuff that's like a mile long that he'll never get it all. He'll If he buys it all, he's got about $3,000 worth of stuff he wants to buy. Yeah. He doesn't know if he can pay. And every time he asks about something, I'd say, Gene, I'm thinking about selling that Thompson. And he said, oh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna need that now. <laughs> like, sorry, uh, I'm sorry. I, okay. Uh, yeah. So I sold. I sold some really nice uh, things for him that he wanted. Now I bought a, a BFC M9C compact. It was Smith and Wesson labels on it or uh, trades on it and everything like that. Yeah was really nice. I put a little laser sight on the bottom, little like laser on it. I, I had the original like small mag for it. I got a 26 round mag and a 48 round mag. And that'll go to full auto too. It was actually a boneyard pistol from Evite. There was nothing wrong with it. Nice. I took it, apart, took it apart. Now, the little mag had problems with full auto. The other two mags that I put in there, they worked flawless. I had something with the and it's only like 17 rounds, so shooting at full auto with 17 rounds really doesn't make any sense. Yep. I had shot fine. So that's one of the things I sold them. I got pictures of it if you want to bring them up. It's the yeah, same go way. ahead. Well, you know what I'd like to do too is um, uh, is contact him and uh, see if he'll do one of these and do kind of like a gun, sh- you know, talk about what what he's gotten from you. That'd be kind of cool, but yeah, let's uh, let's see what you what let's see what you got rid of recently. I, I can send you the link, and you can just bring it up yourself that way. Oh, okay. Is, is would that be better? I don't know. Well, whatever, whatever is easy for you, man. That's the link right there to just the soul items. Okay. Now, if you want to bring that up in your stream, that way it's local to you. Let's see here. 
Okay. Oh, newest stuff that I sold is all the way down the bottom. The last that, four items. Yeah. Oh, okay. Last four items. Oh, I'll start with the last one here. Let's see. Oh, I remember this one. Uh, you talked about this one. This is the uh, the one with the the scope on it. M M seven twelve. That's yep. actually the rifle version of the broom handle pistol. Right. The longer barrel. Got the stock already affixed to it. Technically, you could take the bolt out and put a regular pistol grip on that, and you'd have a big-ass long pistol. It would still work. Yeah. Same mechanism and everything inside there. It's got a little bit longer barrel sticking out of it. Uh, and other than that, uh, I did actually tap the H the mag with a HPA tap. Yeah. And it actually shoots pretty decent with three O's. Um, it probably would shoot better with two eights. It's not a really – you can't really put heavy BBs in there, but it's a lot of fun. And I put a 2X scope on it. To make it more authentic because they never had like big sculpts on something like that. That was always or two. They had that just like little the one power or two power scope, one point five or two two power scopes on them. Exactly. Now what's this next one? The uh this looks like the um, a Star Wars gun. That's Stormtrooper the, gun. XR five? Uh the CSI is the brand XR five. Um this gun out of the box was crap. The gearbox was like explode. Everybody had problems. You ended up th throwing a new gearbox. The hop up was crap. The barrel was shit. <laughs> I mean, everything about it was bad. This gun was given to me. Oh my gosh. I gave it to me. He bought it brand new and gave it to me as a thank you gift for doing something for him. And nice. I'm like, well, okay, thank you, appreciate it, you know, but I'm like, after I used it for a little bit, change out, you know, I put, I found the V12 engine, I threw it in there, I put a new barrel, put a new hopper, put a new bucking in there, and the thing shoots phenomenal. I, I actually have a video of it, like when I sent to Caleb, of the just like, you know, how it, how it works and the function and stuff like that. Yeah. Proprietary mags. Oh, jeez. on it. Now, there is a mod that if Caleb wants to do it, he can. You go into the magwell, and you got to cut stuff out so it'll take a regular M4 mag. But you have to do a little cutting with, like, a Dremel and oh, yeah. cutting it all out. And I, I have three mags for it, so I'd like, I, I just gave him the three mags, told him if he wants to do that, he can. He said he might, but he's, he'll see how the mags work. So it, the gun shoots phenomenal with that Falcon. And the Falcon, the Falcon engine that I got for yeah. 50 bucks. Whoa. All right. The guy was selling it used. There was nothing wrong with it. I modded the gun. I had to do a lot of work on the gun to get it to, to fit in there, or like mod the inside, things like that, to get the V12 to fit a little bit better. Yeah. The V12... The V12 uh, you know, fit in there pretty decent, but to get various things to work, you had to grind it and then get two screws, so you centered in the gun, the whole nine yards. I did all the work on it, so I only charged him for the work I did and the cost of the V12 engine. The gun cost me nothing, so he got the gun for just what the cost of it was for me to put it together. To fix That's it just, up, yeah, to get it shooting right. Yeah, and the two mags. So I figure the cost of the two mags, the V12 engine, and my time and labor doing all the work on it, that's what he paid for. Yeah. He paid for the gun because I didn't pay nothing for it either. So I got that right. what he got for it. Well, that's cool. 
All right, let me see this next one. Now, that one is from, uh, I thought it was, the one guy was using this in Ghost in the Shell, but another guy tells me this is from uh, Resident Evil. Yep. I I thought it was from Ghost in the Shell. That's the name, the whole nine yards. It's got a big long name. I think it's from Ghost in the Shell. But anyway, this is a SBR, short barrel rifle, M4. Plastic stuff on the outside. It looks so, cool as hell. So putting the Falcon V12 engine in this was like bang slam, it's done. You know, the gun pops apart, bang. I put everything in there. And I'm like, it just worked out of the box. <clears throat> yeah. Only thing, I, only thing I did is I changed out the bucking, and I had a different hop up, another M4 hop up. I threw in there. It's the original barrel. I'm shooting three O's. They're going out 150 feet without even trying. Hop ups like halfway on. It's perfect. The thing with this, this one has an actual V12 grip in it, which means that you can actually screw the, the uh, nozzle, the, the HVA tap in it, and it won't move. The other one just has a, a loose fitting with a macro line, the CSI. This oh, one okay. is actually right into the grip. It was an actual V12 grip that I got off somebody, so I threw that on there too. That is cool. This gun, that V12 engine was broken and a guy said hey i'll sell it to you for 50 bucks it needs parts but he threw in a whole pile of parts in a box for me so when i got the thing all i had to do was put it back together and it worked like a champ so i'm like 50 dollars. these things are like 180 bucks or whatever when you buy them new if you can still find them and like i said i threw it in a fish gun bang slam bob's your uncle it's working like a champ and it shoots great too. Uh, like there were conversation pieces when I took them out and was firing them, but it's like, you know, I got to put the tank on my back, and then I got the gun. I got a couple of mags. I'm like, Ugh. see, now the fish gun takes regular M4 mags. Okay. So when I put my four mags on, I got the tank on the back. I got a mag in the gun, and I'm like, oh, this is heavy. I don't want to work with all this weight running around with it. You know, it's like starting to bother my knee. So. I can hold my sniper rifle with one arm out. I can just like hold it out there, and it's like nothing. You know, and I got if I want, I can put the mags in my pocket if I want to. You know, it's like it's it's nothing to it. Yeah. So those were kind of heavy. Uh, they weren't like heavy, heavy because they're mostly polymer. Both of the guns are polymer. The only thing that's metal is the gearbox, is the barrel and such. And I think there's a metal hop up in the fish gun now. So that's what I put in there, and I sold it to him. So. Gotcha. That's that one. Now, the next one, the pistol. Yep, the pistol. There we go. The only thing that's not in the box for him is the grenade launcher, the Zoxta under-barrel grenade launcher, if you see it right there. Oh, yeah. That's the only only thing I didn't sell him to him. He wanted that in the worst way, and I said, that's on my my AEP. That shoots 40 BBs in a little grenade shot out at people. I said... That's my last line of defense when I'm shooting people <laughs> with that little AEP. Yeah, so that's every, not for sale. <laughs> yeah, everything else in the box, he got. Okay, so he was happy as a clamp. And if you notice, he's got the big Smith & Wesson trades on it. On the other side, it says uh, M&P and, uh, 9C. Uh, yeah. You know, it's got all the trades on it. It was really nice. got a serial number. And this was a Boneyard one from uh Evike. I have yeah. no idea why. Now, the only thing I did, I, and I like this, if you notice, 
where the ejection port is. I, I sanded and I polished that and made it silver. Makes the gun really stand out when you're using it. Oh, that's it. cool. See the silver on the top there? Yeah. Uh, it, it's really nice. And everybody comments on that because it didn't come that way. It was black and it was scraping. And I'm like, eh, I'll just make it shiny and now it's nice and new. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that I, looks really good. I thought I, yeah, I thought it came like that. No, 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 no. <clears throat> now that has a, uh, I put a brand new barrel, brand new bucking, in that one as well. And the Type Four barrel with the new bucking, I was lifting three O's out with that, with like top of about halfway on. I mean, this thing was phenomenally shooting out there. It still was gas. This was my summer go-to pistol. But I'm like Caleb said, oh wow, I'd really like to have that, and I'm like, go for it. At least somebody's going to use it. I'm going to be using the AP now. I got two. Yeah, so I'll, I'll have two. I don't have to worry about it. But I feel better having giving him that, you know, selling that to him, and he's going to get some use out of it. He's going to have a good time with that. Right. That's the four that we sold him. Yeah, so, that's cool, man. Yeah, I definitely want to see uh, his uh, unboxing stuff with those. You know, like like I said, he said he's going to film it tonight. Probably release it tomorrow or Saturday. Gotcha. Well, he's usually pretty quick at getting the stuff done. So yeah, but yeah, that's like, cool, man. He's got a list of stuff that, like, you know, he wants to buy my PPSH off me. He wants to buy my car grenade launch. He wants to buy my MP5 uh, MP5 <clears throat> Polar Star that I have. Now that's a really light gun. That's like weighs nothing with the Polar Star in it. Yeah, I'm like it's a fantastic weapon. I love the MP5. It's just like I don't use it anymore. So let's get it out there for somebody else to use. You know? Yeah. So he's got he's got a list of stuff that he is looking to get off of me, and I'm like, you know, okay. He asked about my TM MP5. Yep. Nope. 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 <laughs> I, I don't use that. I'm not selling that. That was my first gun. I'm not selling that. Yeah. Like that has sentimental value to me, and I'm, yep. I'm, keep, I'm keeping your two original TM mags with it, and the one TM drum mag. I'm keeping them. That's it. Everything else, I'm gonna. If when he buys the MP5 off me, he can get all the mags and everything else. Same thing right. with the Thompson. The Thompson has that real wood kit on it. Yeah. Uh, you know all the mags. I have a whole gear kit, four two kit in in khaki that I bought and I went crazy on. That's really nice, but yeah. once you get all that shit on you, man, you're like dying carrying all that weight. <laughs> Hell like, yes. I, I got to give it to the guys that were all an ass for that stuff, like, you know, on the different, you know, during World War II. I don't think I'd want to. Yeah, Same thing with the PPSH. He wants to buy yeah. my sting off me. He wants to buy my grease gun off me. Um, I'm looking through the list to see what else he wants to buy. Uh, now, you sent me another link. Is that... <clears throat> That's the main arsenal, in case you want to go back to that. I, I don't know if you want to. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the original one, yeah, that that's we were going over arsenal. before. Yeah, and he was looking at my Tokarovs. I've got two Tokarovs. He's looking at the uh, Markov PMs that I got. I got a bunch of them. I, uh, you know, now, which Walter Polar Star <laughs> yeah. was he? Uh, were you talking about? If you go down to uh, AG Electric Guns, there's only five there. You'll see Aries. PPSH. Oh, the PPSH. Yep. That's the original picture of it. With the original battery and the whole nine yards. I do not have a picture of it. I have videos, but I don't have a picture of it with the uh, Polar Star engine in it. 
But I sent this to Rudy to work on. He, he had some problems, and he custom fit that Polar Star engine in there, and it worked phenomenally. But the wow. problem is that steel and wood, it's as heavy as a real gun would be. A real oh, my gosh. PPS. Okay, and like an idiot, I went out and I got real PPSH mags, took the guts out, and put MP5 internals in them. So now they're just as heavy as the regular friggin' mags are. <laughs> you put five, six mags on, you carry one drum mag, and that big PPSH, you're like, oh, my God, this thing heavy. And you use that for three, four hours, you're wondering, like, what the hell am I doing this for? You know? so, I'm saying. And I actually, I originally had two of these. I don't know if I ever told you the story about these, did I? Uh, No. I don't think we I, went over I, it. I originally, I originally bought the Ares PPSH. Because I really like the looks of it. And it had a, I bought a 7.4 LiPo battery for it. And I was using it, and then it was blowback, and it was clicking, and it's nice. And had some sticks mags. I bought some drum mags. And I was having a really good time with it. You know, it was working flawless. Yeah. I decided to throw 11.1 on it. I think it lasted <laughs> about an hour. And I just destroyed the gearbox. I mean, oh, my God. Threaded it and four gears up and the piston. Gears and piston. I mean, by the time it stopped, it was already a mess inside the gearbox. So I tried to fix the gearbox. Yeah. And the Aries gearbox was crap. Okay. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. This is like a waste of money. I can't do nothing. I tried doing this, tried doing that. And the gearbox was a mess. You couldn't, it was a proprietary gearbox too. That was the big thing too. So... Uh, that's when Rudy said to me, hey, I probably can throw a Polar Star engine in it. And I'm like, are you sure? There's a lot of work to be done with it. No, no, I'll get it to work. I gave it to him. Yeah. He started working on it. Kept running a problem, sending me pictures about this didn't work. Oh, I got to drill this out and make a new piece to fit in here. And I'm like, okay. He said, yeah, it's going to work when I'm done. I'm like, yeah, okay, buddy. <laughs> that's fine. Another guy that I know, he's a big Russian collector he gets all kind of AKs and all he loves it the Russian stuff. He bought one and he, yeah. he said to me, I don't like this at all. He said it's nothing like he said I thought it was gonna be and he said it's really not that good. And he said I just bought it. Here's my receipt. And, oh, I only want two hundred bucks for it. And they were like three something when you bought them. Wow. So I got it off them and it's shooting great and I thought do not put anything bigger than a seven point four battery in it. For real. Well, it lasted about a month using it. Why I was waiting for Rudy to send back the Polar Star. Right. So I said, I said, I thought, what the hell? I sent a message off the Z, Z Shot, which were the Ares support. And I said, this gun, and I gave him the serial number. They have serial numbers. I said, just got this gun. I said, using it for a month, and it's like screwed up. I said, I, it, it don't shoot. I said, shooting about 300 FPS. I said, the BBs are going all over the place. I said, it's got problems. I said, is it supposed to be like this? I said, what can I do? <laughs> he said, send it to us. And I'm like, really? He said, he said, yeah, we'll work on it and whatever it costs, you, you know, you can pay for it. I'm like, what the hell? Might as well get it fixed. So I sent it off. In the interim, Rudy says, hey, I got the gun working. What do you want the FPS to be? I said, well, when I got it, it was shooting about 350 to 360 FPS. So I said, set it to 350 with two fives. And I said, and about 20 rate of fire. Oh, that's good. 
he said, okay. So he sends it back to me. And I, I, at the time, I was using two, two fives. And I thought, what the hell? I'm going to, the two fives seemed to be like going to the sky. And I kept turning to hop up, down. And oh, just, yeah. So I said, I don't have any heavier BBs. Like, I have some two eights, man. I could try them. My one friend, he was sniping with three O's. He said, yep. here, I'll give you a bunch of three O's. Try these. I filled up one mag with three O's. Like a friggin' tack driver, it was. <laughs> 350 going out there. Holy it, crap. It, it's 440. I think it's a 440 length barrel. What he had done is he had matched the Polar Star valve that it would stay open till the BB went right to the end of the barrel. That means you were getting max acceleration, max Oh, my FPS gosh. So, like, I'm shooting this thing, and I'm shooting people way the hell across the field with it, and I'm like, this is awesome with three O's. <laughs> so three O's was my BB of choice from then on with all my HBA stuff, and I have never gone back. Yeah. So that was a success story, and the thing worked flawlessly. I got an email back from the tech at Z-Shot who said, yeah, we got your gun working, but he said, I'm not happy with it. I'm like, okay. I said, I appreciate it. What aren't you happy with, and what's this going to cost me? He said, it's only shooting about 355. He said, this thing should be shooting around 400 FPS. Yeah, I'm like, it, ne it never did. It never shot 400. It went too low. Oh. So he said, I'm going to have a little bit longer and I'm going to get, I'm going to tweak the gearbox so that it shoots 400 FPS. And I'm like, okay. So I got a notice that the gun was shipped, UPS notice. So I sent a message back to the tech and I said, well, how much do I owe you the gun? He said, this is under, he said, I consider this under warranty. The gun was not working right when you got it. He said, here. He said, we're not charging you a dime for it. What? <laughs> oh, oh, that's awesome. I got the gun back. <clears throat> and I'm like, it's it's shooting. And I'm thinking it's going to be shooting like 400 some with two O's. Right. I put the two fives in the, in the drum mag just to see. Put it in the chrono. Have the chrono set up for two fives and everything. Yep. 408, 409, 408. With two fives. Holy cow. So I'm like, okay. Now that had a spring release. You used to press and it would release the tension on the spring. Yeah. So what I did is I fired it full auto and I didn't release the tension on the spring for about a month. Trying to knock oh. down the FPS a little bit. Because I really wanted to use this at an upcoming event. Was a, like a World War II themed event. I wanted to bring that, and the owner was a friend of mine. And I said to him, "I said, I just chroned it last night. It's shooting 405. I can't get it to go any lower." He said, "Well, that's okay. It's you. You can use it." I said, "Nope. Chrono is 400. I'm shooting 405. I'm not bringing it." He said, "Well, he said that's up to you. He said, but you could have brought it." He said, "I would trust you." Yeah. I, I left it on full auto for about another month, and I think I got it down to about 396 or something like that with two fives. Really? Yeah, and it, it the thing was, like, really shooting well. And that's one of the, the – the AEG version is one I sold to one of my squad members. I sent, I sold him one stick mag. That's all he wanted. And I had five drum mags. I sold him 
three. I said three drum mags, two thousand rounds apiece. They said that's Damn. a lot of rounds, man. Oh, that's but a he, lot. He's happy as a clam with it. He brought it out several times. It's shooting like a champ, and I'm like every time he shoots me, I feel so bad because I'm getting shot with what used to be my gun. You know? so, but uh, oh yeah, Caleb has expressed interest in buying the uh, Polar Star version. Yeah. Now, in the interim, what I did, like I said, I took real steel mags, took the guts out, and put MP5 stuff in. Yeah. I actually got a guy to 3D print. Uh, an adapter that I could plug an MP5 mag into. I found a real steel Sten mag adapter. I'd do a little work on it to make the AE, to make the, uh, you know, the Airsoft Sten mags fit into it, but they clip in right away. So if you buy Sten mags, 50 round mags, you can put them in the the PPSA. Oh, that's cool. Real steel piece though. I had to grind it down a little bit to get it to fit in the mag. Right. But, and I'm like, I, I put a, uh, a replica sling on it. I I, I did. I, I took the orange tip off, but it's in the box in case you want to just slide it on there again, you know. But I did all this work, and I have, let's see, one, two, three. I still have, I bought another drum mag. I have four drum mags left now. Oh, my gosh. Three are 2,000-round mags. One is an HP. That's a brand, Hexagon Products. Oh. Oh. Uh, cap, which is like 160 rounds. And they said, oh, that don't fit on the Aries PPSH. And I'm like, after a little filing, it did. Grind out a little bit. <laughs> oh, man. But they never made any mid caps or low caps for it. So that was the, the, you know, the reason that I actually bought the real steel mags and put the MP5 internals in them. Right. That's a 100 round uh, MP5 internal that I put inside there, and it runs like a champ on it. Yeah. It's like now that gun. I I set you know when I got it from Rudy, it was at 350. I thought I'm gonna leave it at 350, and I think I'll take it down to the real rate of fire, which was like I think it was like 14. I was gonna say 14. I think was a, a what a, ours was. Yeah, so it was 12 or 14, but I think it was 14, if I remember correctly. So I set it to 14, and I left it at 350. And that's how I was using that as a support weapon. I actually yeah. took that to a game with the drum mags. That's all I had was the drum mags on me. Yeah. And I took that to a game, and I was classified as a support weapon. I had a 50-foot engagement, yep. all nine yards and that. But I'm like, I remember holding a bridge. I Like, everybody died. <laughs> you know, and I'm not, I'm not standing out in the front of the friggin' bridge, let you know, letting everybody shoot at me. I'm right. back on these, covering the bridge. I'm not like on top of it, like Man. everybody else. I'm back behind cover with the gun placed on top of it, looking down the sights, with just my head popped up. I'm lacing the end the of uh, the. It's like the scene from the end of Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Hold the bridge, yeah. And I'm like that two thousand round drum mag. You you turn it about three times. It was a manual feed. Yep. You turn about three times, and you could lace forever. Yeah. And then turn it three more times when you start to hear the BBs. You could hear it when it was missing. Then right. turn it three more times and just lay. And you could do it with your left hand while you're still firing the damn <laughs> And it would go semi. You could put it on semi, which yeah. was fine if I really wanted to. But I, it was an LMG for the day, so I was using it for full auto. Yep. And I'm like, the only way I got taken out, they said it was an airstrike that took me out. 
it was a ref come over and told me I was airstriked, and I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know, because they weren't <laughs> taking me out as, a, you know, with any kind of weapons. So that, that's the only way they could. Yeah, they had to. Yeah, so they wasted an airstrike out to take out one guy defending yep. the bridge. There were supposed to be 15 of us. They all died. I'm the only one there. I'm like, I'm on the radio. Hey, guys, I need backup. I need backup. Somebody get over here and help me. Somebody get, <laughs> and I just lacing the shit out of it. And I got the drum mags all laid out so I could just yep. keep popping them in if I needed to. I'm like, that was so much fun. And I'm like, they took the bridge, they come out, and they walked right into a bunch of claymores that somebody had put on the road. They actually <laughs> oh, my had God. On the road, and they let them go through and just set them all off. And it's just a cloud of BBs come out. And oh, I think they got God. like five, six guys right off the bat, and then they fell back behind the bridge. And that was the worst thing they did is go back to the bridge because then we just kept pushing them, kept pushing them. I never got back to my same spot, but I'm like, I, I got to a couple of spots where they said, hold the road. And I'm like, well, I ain't going on the friggin' road. I'm pulling back over here where I can overwatch the road. I said, you don't sit on the road if you want to defend the no. road. You sit back off to the side. Exactly. But that was, I'll tell you what, that was an impressive weapon to use, but heavy as hell. Yes. Now, I, I actually went and got, because it was a, uh, HBA, I got a, a Russian RPG backpack. If you ever oh, see them, they have okay. RPGs, the three of them would stick out of the back and they would drop okay. over their head. Yep. This was actually like that, you know, but if you f- let it fold all the way down, you could put the tank inside there, run a hose out, I put my water in there. Oh, that's and then cool. across the front, I had the little like uh, leather rig that had the mag stuck, to, stuck in. And of course, I had the little. Uh, shoulder bag with the four mags in it or the four drum bags in it so by the time i got all that weight on i was not running anywhere if they said hey we gotta haul ass over here so go, go ahead i'll i'll catch up i'll catch yeah, up i'll be there when i get there <laughs> but that was a lot of fun that was a, that was a real a really interesting um weapon to have uh if that sounds like a cool op you were you know or uh gameplay oh. That was supposed to be a two-day op, but we just devastated them on one day. They would have never got. It was only four hours the next day. They, no matter, even if they overrun everything, they wouldn't have won. Oh we my just gosh! And that was one of those green and tan situations. Yeah. Where okay, we're green. We always came in our digital subdued. We we signed up for green. We came in our digital subdued. If green had too many players, digital subdued would go over to tan. That was always oh, okay. assumed. And the Patriots came in digital subdued. They would go either way. If if tan needed people, our whole team would go there, like 10, 12 guys. Right. If green needed the people, we'll stay. We're on green. Our camo was that unique that, like, they would not mistake us. Because so, we did go a couple of times on a tan team, and the I remember the owner of the field at the time said, okay, the Patriots, and we're all standing up there, with this camo on is now tan. I'm like, okay, we're tan. And like, it was not a problem. We did that. We did that at so many ops, uh, yeah. you know, guys field. They actually, you know, sometimes they would say, oh, whoever was running it, say, oh, you got to wear the right camo. So we'd go down there, we'd be in green, we'd have woodland on, you know, or, or yep. rush, whatever we put on. But most of the time we would come down there with the digital subdued so that we could take it over to uh, whatever team they needed us on. <laughs> oh, that's hey, cool. Hey, another one I want you to click on there. All right. Uh, Right across from the Aries is the uh, Thompson, but go down one AGM stand. Yep. All right. I see it. That I bought an original MK2. 
That is an MK5. What makes it an MK5 is the front sight, front grip, the grip on the back, pistol grip, and the and the wooden stock. That yeah, that that looks authentic. Like it looks like the wood looks a little beat up. It actually, I bought that off a of Russian site. Oh my so god, the that's Russian awesome! Russian site selling all this stuff: the front sight, yeah, grip, uh, the pistol grip, and the uh, stock actually sold together. The grip on the front, which is a little lighter, was bought separate, and the same site I bought the front sight. Now that front sight did not fit on an airsoft barrel. I had to pull oh. that out on the drill press, then grind it out, open it up, and file it out, and then bend it around the barrel, but I had to cut a notch so it wouldn't move. And that is actually, I still milled that on there. There's only a post in the back and like a buckhorn, big wide buckhorn sight in the front. Wow. Uh, the big thing with this is the battery used to go right in the back, and then you put the metal like uh, shoulder stock on it had yeah. to be a real, real small battery. So what I did is I rewired it, and that stock was solid wood with just a little yeah, oil. It looks like it. So what I did is I took the brass plate off the back, and I drilled out the oil hole with the wafer bits that I had, and I drilled it as far as I could get with the wafer bits. Yeah. And then I took from the other end, and I drilled in with a 3 8 bit as far as I could go so I could run the wires through. Holy and cow. The grip screws fast into that but also has a like a washer thing that goes on the back of the stem that didn't fit on the back of the stem i had to grind that out a little bit oh so my it would slide on the work too but the stock and everything worked out flawlessly the only thing with this you have to unscrew the stock to put the battery in it's a Ooh. brass plate with two flats flat edge screws on it right but i'm like otherwise it works now this come with uh 50 round uh, stand mags, but also the MP40 mags, uh, AGM MP40 work in it too. Yeah. And they made a polymer 100 round mag as well. And the white denotes the white tape on it and uh, that picture. Oh, yeah. The low cap. And okay. it's only a 50 round mag. The mid caps are yellow usually. I, I, I tape them so I know what I'm picking up and how many rounds I got left and, you know. Figure if I pick up a 50 round mag and I'm firing full auto, uh, you know, you only got 50 rounds. Yeah. Now, this gun only shot full auto, even the real steel. Gun. I was just going to ask you that if it had semi, because, oh. you know, airsoft gun, but if it's, you know, replica, it's probably full auto. But I put a MOSFET, battery MOSFET, not a real MOSFET, and I can set this to be like three round burst or five round burst. Oh my gosh, those are nice. Oh, I put it. I put it at five round burst, which actually saves on the mag because it's not a full auto, man. You're throwing out thirty rounds in nothing flat. You know, it's not yep. a really high rate of fire, and the thing only shoots like three forty with two fives. Yeah, with the the three or five round burst on that, what a difference on it. Yeah. You know, you can get through the day without wasting mags all over the place. You know? <laughs> right, and these mags. Fit in the PPSH with that real steel adapter that I got. Oh, that's awesome. Well, if he buys this, he can use all the mags in, from this in the PPSH. Oh, my gosh. So this is another one of those real steel parts put on an a airsoft weapon. Oh, I mean, this oh. thing looks heavy just looking at it, at the picture. It's all steel. It is all yep. steel. Now, yep. you got to remember, too, there was two other... 
they made uh, all kind of different stocks for it. They made like a pistol grip stock out of metal. They made like a tube with a flat plate that went against your shoulder. That was the standard configuration. Like when you went to the wood stock and the grip and all that other stuff, that was like right at the end of the war that the British were getting it more like in line with the, uh, the Thompson. They were trying to replicate the look of the Thompson a little gotcha. bit. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Now, I got it pulled up. That, that's one of the King Arms ones with the, the white like uh, lettering that's actual, yeah. uh, you know, the auto ordinance that they're like real steel. Yep. This is a 1950 real stock and foregrip. Oh, <laughs> wow. The foregrip fit nothing flat. The stock was solid all the way through, like before. I yep. took out the oil can holder. Well, and that has a metal steel plate on the back. Took out the two flat screws. And I drilled that out with a wafer bit, and the same thing, drilled from the other end with like a 3-8 bit, so I get the yep. wires through. And I, all the bolts and everything lined up. Put the wires back through, bolted it on there, looked great. The only thing it had that, it has the plastic grip. So it came with a, an okay. actual grip for the Thompson, Yeah, but it was so thin, it wouldn't hold the motor. I couldn't drill it out oh. and get it to right. hold the motor. So what I did is I took shoe polish on the plastic and just let it on there and let it darken it a little bit, wiped it off, and it sort of matches together with the gun. Yeah, I was going to say, until you said something about it, I I don't think I would have noticed that it was uh, a little shinier and less wood-looking than, uh, than the others. But, yeah, that looks – you did a good job on coloring that. And the thing of it is, that's a replica swing, sling, but what I did on the kit, though – is I went. I I wish I had a picture of it, but when I sell this, I have a whole like World War II kit that that's khaki, with the Thompson mag holders. You name it, all World War II issues, that replica stuff that I bought. Great, yeah. I went crazy on this ring. I even got Dallas <laughs> uh, suspenders with the, the clips oh, and shit. everything like that, yeah. and the belt. I mean, I when I had this whole rig on, it was very. Heavy, thick. You know how that like khaki canvas-like material was. Yep. It was, and a little backpack on the back. You know that I was loading mags and whatever. And you had the little mag holders on either side. You put a couple of stick mags in. There was a, a place on your belt where you could put a drum mag. And I'm like, by the time I loaded everything up, I'm like, oh my god, I am so encumbered with all this stuff. <laughs> right. But this gun, out of the box, was shooting great. It has a 605 Type 4 barrel. Nice. The only thing I have done is I changed the hopper. I put a okay. green GNG bucking in this. And this thing, I used three O's in it as well, even though it's an AEG. Yep. And I have been running it on an 11.1. It shoots phenomenal with three O's. It shoots 305 with three O's. Wow. I mean, I'm like, it's like perfect shot. Yeah, that's I perfect. Mean, and they yeah. have just like going down there. And I love... And I can shoot semi-only with it. Oh, that's another thing, too. The selector, or the not the selector, the mag release on that is white metal. And if you push too hard, you can break it off. Oh, my gosh. So I'm like, oh, I broke it off. And I'm like, I got to find one somewhere. And it's like I'm going to all these parts places. I got a Thompson. I need this part. And the one guy said to me, he said, what about a real steel one? I wonder if that'll fit. He was not an airsoft guy. He was a gun guy. And oh, okay. he said, here's, here's where I got mine. And I'm like, okay, I'll see what it does. I actually had to drill it out 
and and the actual like casing there is is like white metal. I had to drill it out, and I put a bolt out through, and I ground it off so the mag would still get up in through there, sort of like flattened it off. Yeah. I put a knot and ground it off, and I extend the bolt through the, the mag release, and I had to put a nut on this side. A thin. I put a real thin nut. Got it tightened down as much as I could and ground it as tight as I could to the nut. Make sure it was peened over to one unscrew. Yep. It works flawlessly. Oh, a lot my of God. Work. Took a lot of work. Oh, and also the adapt the holder, when that went in, it went in too deep. I couldn't press it in. It wouldn't hold the mag because it was way in there. I actually had to grind some of the end off it so that the actual piece that went in to hold the mag would let the mag you know, go in and hold into it. It was just too wide and big going in. Yeah. So I, it did a little work, but it feeds, it, it, you know, it holds the mag flawlessly and it works great. You know, so I said, that's another one when I told Caleb about that. He's like, oh, another one I got to buy. So I'm like. <laughs> hey, you know what you should do is uh, is put a little uh, notches and scratches on that uh, grip, on that pistol grip. And, well, it, uh, it's and then put your, you know, plastic. recolor it. The only problem is the light brown plastic. You, yeah. you do it, it become it turns white. It doesn't like go brown. Yeah, you'd have to color it. it. I'd have to go through and stain it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this thing is really cool looking though. It, it shoots phenomenally too, and like you know, the original I had two. Oh, matter of fact, I had three. I'm sorry. I oh my 19, god. And a 1928. I sold to the one guy because he wanted a 1928. He liked the looks of it with the pistol grip on the front and the whole nine yards. Uh, so I bought a second. I bought the original Thompson. And I bought th this one as a boneyard. And there was nothing wrong with it. I, I think it was broken wire. Somebody didn't know how to fix it, but I fixed it. Yep. And I bought a wood kit, the actual King Arms wood kit, and put it on the original King Arms. And I ended up selling that. So the guy, he loved it. He said, oh, you can polish that, make it look so good. I said, oh, man. I said, aren't you going to use it? He said, oh, that's a wall hanger. I'm like, oh, yeah. So when I got this boneyard one, it had the plastic furniture on it. And I said, there's got to be wood kit for this that I can do some work with it. And I'm like, I found one, 1950. I said, it's after World War II, but I don't give a shit. I'm like, I'm going to get it. I'm like, I got it. And you know, the rest is history. I've been using it ever, you know, ever, ever since. I haven't used it in a while. Uh, I think about oh, it's got to be three years ago. Is yeah. It during the summer. But then I got hooked on using pistols as primaries and like HBA pistol. It was quick, light, easy to use. You know, don't have to worry about all the different mags and everything like that. And I'm like, I got too spoiled. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, for real, man. You got you got the uh, quite the collection for sure. Because I'm looking at all these other ones. I forgot about how big this list was. Now, of, one, more, uh, one more to look at I, I'd yeah. like you to look at. The grease gun, which you mentioned. Yep. The picture that I have there is yep. how it looked the day I bought it. That gotcha. is actually from when I bought it. That's how it came in. even came with the little CD. Yeah. Cleaning rod, one mag, which I bought a bunch of mags. They're all high caps, too. 430 round high caps. <clears throat> Didn't make a mid cap for it because it was gotcha. full auto. It was a full auto gun. 
the ICS made one, and I forget who made the other one. And the mags were not interchangeable, which was a real kick in the ass. Yep. So I bought this. First thing that happened, the wires broke inside. They're real hard metal. So you you actually had a plug on the back that you took out, and you slid this battery in it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, you couldn't buy anything like bigger than a seven four like one thousand mile. It had to be real tiny. Now yeah. you can buy you know real tiny batteries that got some oomph to them. Right. But when I bought that, the wires broke. I was so dis- disappointed with it, and it's all metal. Whether it's steel or not, excuse me, I don't know. But it comes apart in nothing flat. And I rewired it, <clears throat> in which I found the perfect size 7.4 that fit into it. And I thought, this don't look right. I said, something doesn't look right on this. Now, huh. the real steel grease gun, you had to flip open the, the uh, mag. What am I thinking of? Ejection port. You had to flip open the ejection port. That was your safety. When that was closed, it would interfere with you cycling the gun, and you couldn't fire it. Oh, okay. You had had to open it up. On the airsoft one, when you opened it up, it released the tension on the spring. Oh. You had to keep it closed all the time. When I looked at this, and I looked at all the different pictures, I said, there's something wrong with this. It it just doesn't look right. And when I look at a grease gun... It had a flared like cone shaped thing on the end. That's how some of them come during World War II. They had this cone thing on the end, and I'm like, I gotta find one. So I'm searching all these replica sites and this and that. I found one that a guy was selling, and he wanted like a hundred some dollars for it. It was a real steel one. And it clamps on the front. It was a muzzle flash to like I guess to keep the gun down instead of jumping up. Oh. That, I, don't, I think that was, if I remember correctly, that was also a 45 ACP like Thompson. Yeah. So the 45 ACP would rise like crazy. So they made this thing that would clamp on the outside, and it put like a shroud on it to give it a little bit more like puzzle flash, that like it would keep it, I guess it expanded out a little bit and keep the gun from rising as much. Yeah. But I actually found one, drilled it out, Piled it, grinded it off, whatever, and I I clamped it right on the front of the gun. I took the orange tip off, of course, and yeah. this was supposed to clamp on the gun. And it actually has a wing nut that came with it. You clip it over, tighten the wing nut on. That's how it went on. It normally wasn't on the gun. You would put it on the gun after you started shoot, before you started shooting it. Oh, I my gosh. Think, I don't think I even have a picture of that. If I had a picture of that... That would be awesome, but uh, I'm thinking I don't think I have. <laughs> I, I said you have a picture of it after you uh, put the stuff on it. Yeah, that would actually be nice if I did. <laughs> That's, That's right. the problem. I don't. I didn't go crazy putting like all the different stuff in the the gun. You know, taking <laughs> pictures and stuff like that all the time. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find one. I'm actually looking online right now. With uh, what you're talking about. Okay, I have a picture of it. Awesome. I will share the screen. Yeah, I don't share, know it. share it up, buddy. That's the gun with the case. There's the. the there flag. we go. Yep. Now I'm gonna go to the next. It's picture. almost like a. It's like a baffle. Yes. 
Now, here's here's what it looks like. See how the barrel would lay in there and this thing would clamp over it? Yeah. And the end of the barrel was right here and there there was like some flanges that stuck out, but the barrel went right to here. Oh, yeah. And then the flanges just dissipated the the, the muzzle, the flash, I guess, or whatever that was right. coming out. This gun only shot about 300 F 310 FPS. Okay. That's it good. It was not a fast. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, let me go. Oh, there, there's an example. There's where the battery went. See? And there was a fuse on it, making it even yeah. harder to get a battery. Yep. This, these were hard wires. And every time I, you I hate them, those uh, fuses when they put them on like that. So the first thing I had to do was actually get, you know, uh, braided wire that would fit in there instead of this solid copper wire, which, you know, might have been good conductive, but I'm like, it broke off all the time when you were doing stuff. <laughs> you put the right. battery in three, four times, you bend that wire, bend that wire, yeah. bend that wire, you're done. Right. I think I, have a, I think I have a chrono. There's the flange. There. There's a chrono. And if this is a good shot of my chrono when I was working at the arena. See oh, the okay. big See the big crack in here and the B yep. mark here? Yep. That's when a guy started had his his finger on the trigger before he come to the chrono and he shot the chrono as I was trying oh to Oh my god. Finger. And I'm like, get your finger off the trigger. You know? Bro. I'm like So that's yeah, a picture like... of the chrono. But that's he, cool. he it was like three oh nine, three ten, uh that was the, the max it shot. Yeah. Um but I actually bought it. I came with a mag, and I bought four mags for them, and they were all 430 round high caps. Which, but I bought the, and I actually bought a, a, a case for the grease gun. I got a, a World War II grease gun case, and it has the slot for two mags on it. And I guess you carry two other mags or whatever. But but I think they were only like 30 round mags with the yeah. uh, 45 ACPs in them. So I'm like. That must have had a hell of a kick and an awful noisy too. Shooting off on a short oh, God. barrel, yeah. Like that, man, that probably was loud as crap. Yeah, for real. So that heavy of a round. <laughs> oh yeah, and that would probably bounce up like crazy. So well, that's how the Tommy guns were. The Tommy guns oh, yeah. were forty fives. You know. Yep. Well, they were. Yeah. They were, I guess they were trying. The Thompsons were more money to make than the uh, the the grease guns. They could stamp them out and nothing flat. Very simple mm. mechanism, you know, not much moving parts, all that other stuff. So yeah, get through it. But we'll it's like, we'll, uh, we'll yeah. close it up. Yeah, this has been great. I I love hearing these stories, man. And I know everyone else on our channel does too. Well, I'll tell you what I did when I I had a a World War II phase for a while there. Yeah, which was BPSH, the Thompsons, the Sten. They've got uh, some iconic guns from World War II, man. And the MP40s. I bought two. And I was given one as a boneyard, which I fixed, which I eventually sold all them too. I, I'm like, I, it, all the all the World War II stuff is what Caleb wants. He, I think he wants a stand, he wants a Thompson, he wants a DPSA, <laughs> yeah. he wants a grease gun. I'm like, hey, buddy, you want them? You're going to use them. Knock yourself out. You know, I'm like, yeah, more power to you. You can get them. So, but like, I I know there's a couple people asked about you know buying stuff off me, and I know shipping. California yeah. is. Yep. And I have another guy that's saying, hey, I want to buy your guns. Here, send me your list. I'm like, 
It's a guy on YouTube. I have no idea who he is. I looked up his account. He has no videos. It's some just random name, long right. numbers. I'm not sending something like that. I, you know, nope. I don't know the guy. I met Caleb. I know other people that I've been selling yep. stuff. People say, oh, look, you know, I would have bought it off you. I'm like, I had it for sale for a while, and no one says nothing, and they want to make a video that I sold it. Everybody's like, oh, I would have bought it. I would have bought it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's so sad, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, you got to pay attention. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, man, it's been great. Thank you so much for uh, being flexible, first of all, with the schedule yeah. and uh, and being on here. with the. I, we love hearing stories, man. I love it. I yeah. love it. It's great. You are uh, definitely the most uh, experienced airsofter that I know personally. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm hoping the like treadmill I got and my new exercise routine and everything is going to keep me moving around for a while. I, body in motion stays in motion, you know? <laughs> exactly. That's what I look For at. sure. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah, keep it up. And uh, I look forward to the next one. All right, guys. All right, brother. Take care, man. Pop out.